0: Welcome in everybody, let's jump right into it. Alright, so the concept of parallel universes or having a multiverse is not new at all to sci-fi, much less to sci-fi shows and movies. But now that it's more widely used by mainstream, you know, like Marvel Cinematic Universe and such it's kind of quickly becoming a cop-out writing tool that writers of projects will use to get themselves out of some unfavorable situations. Now the MCU is probably the best example because, you know, they just pump out so much content that whenever they drop an actor or if they feel like they need to move away from a certain story now, instead of explaining things away or having to maybe do a soft re- reboot of the series in question, the actor or the story is just straight up replaced. And, you know, it, it fits into the main story somehow just by kind of waving that multiverse wand over it to cover any continuity errors. Uh, chief example for everybody right now is uh, the MCU's need to recast Kang the Conqueror. That's the role that was previously held by Jonathan Majors. They kind of had to axe him after his whole uh, trial debacle, which you know, after hearing the entire story uh, I, I think you know he probably should have gotten off a lot lighter than he did and he definitely should have kept his role. If Ezra Miller can still be in movies, this guy can certainly still be in movies. But, you know, what? whatever. It's very frustrating. Now, the MCU has to replace Majors as Kang because they've built the character up as the next big Thanos-level villain, right? And they have woven all of their upcoming projects kind of around him being the main big bad. Now, there has been talk of replacing him as the danger to the whole universe uh, with the likes of characters... Uh, like Doctor Doom, or Dormammu, or Mephisto. And while there are plenty of huge threats just kind of littered throughout Marvel Comics that can certainly foot the bill of a world-ending villain, I mean, just shoehorning one of them in there, you know, in lieu of Kang, you know, the, the villain that's already had two phases of movies and shows kind of built up around him, I, I I don't think it would be the best idea. So, in the end, the MCU will be forced to recast Majors in the role of Kang. Now, the utilization of a multiverse, I mean, it's been done by almost every sci-fi show I can think of with a few exceptions here here and there I mean it, hell Rick and Morty has used the multiverse as a mainstay of its storytelling from the beginning like from from the start of the show uh, the main Rick c137 he's not even the Rick from the universe that we're watching in the very first episode. It's completely a different guy, and once we find that out, it kind. If you go back and watch the first episodes with that in mind, it changes the perspective of the show, and it's pretty wild. It's it's some pretty great uh, storytelling. It's it's actually one of the very few instances of probably the closest to perfect I have seen. Uh, the utilization of a multiverse as a story writing tool, as a plot device. But, when a show like, I don't know, South Park makes some comedic satire about the use of multiverses while simultaneously attacking the way that decisions are made about what exactly shows And movies will be about then there's definitely some significant change going on in the media surrounding multiverse going from just being a writing tool that was used to uh, you know sprinkle throughout one or two adventures Um, it's going from that to being the absolute crux of the franchise while also being used to cover up for some lazy or unimaginative writing or design. So we had this device that was rarely used. It was really valuable, partially because it was so rarely used. And it was also kind of mysterious. There, There was this air of not really understanding it. And, but but it it was such a crucial part of what was going on uh, there were all these different theories about it how it could be affected and explained how it could exist and all of those are still super fun um, I, I think probably my favorite is uh, Doctor Who and its approach to the multiverse and the uh, in one of its most recent specials, uh, the Doctor references the Toy Maker being from underneath the universe, and I mean, that's that's pretty cool. That's that's a pretty neat way to explain something. That a villain comes from like under the bed, like a scary monster comes from under the bed. He comes from underneath all of existence, and that's um, that's pretty terrifying. I, I like that a lot, but when something like the use of the multiverse is used in almost every other new sci-fi or fantasy property, uh, it is getting kind of old. It's getting dull. It's getting, rep- you know, very repetitive, incredibly quickly. Um, now there are stories where. A lot of fans absolutely cry out for there to be a multiverse. Like Star Wars. There are a ton of fans who wanted the World Between Worlds to be an answer to Disney Lucasfilm's abysmal handling of the franchise over this past decade. Now, for the non-Star Wars fans out there, the world between worlds is this realm that kind of stands in between uh, all of time and space inside of the star wars universe it's this mystical looking starry realm where there's a bunch of walkways that lead to different doors and the doors represent different moments in time that you can access it's pretty cool it's a pretty cool concept and that's, that's how people wanted Disney Lucasfilm to fix things, right? Most of what Disney's come out with over the past decade, people have hated. Most of it. From the sequels uh, to the announcement of there being a Ray movie... Um, Look at look at what they did to the uh, the Star Cruiser, the hotel. I mean, it tanked within a year. I, I don't think a year passed with it being open, and they shuttered it like really quickly. But why? Well, it's because people hate what you're doing, so they're not buying your stuff. Now, fans want a reboot of the story. And it doesn't necessarily have to be filled with stories surrounding the Skywalkers. Right? Let those stories be enshrined in the OG and the prequel trilogies. That's where they kind of belong, in my opinion. And it's also where they mean the most to the fans. Because we've we've already had it proven with season one of The Mandalorian that standalone Star Wars can in fact work. And not only that, but it can also still be the kind of Star Wars that fans know and love, having nothing to do with Jedi, Sith, or the Skywalkers. So let's have more of that is what fans are saying. That's that's what they want pretty desperately. But about 95% of the time, Disney Lucasfilm has had the opportunity to make something like that. To make something amazing. And it just fumbles completely. So the use of a multiverse here would be a pretty welcome thing, I think. Uh, Now, another answer to the issues that studios like Disney, Lucasfilm, and, and the MCU are having at the moment may actually be just Telling stories that are so far removed from the main, bungled stories altogether, and just not using that multiverse soft boot, uh, soft boot, soft reboot kind of device at all. Take Agents of Shield for example. Now that was a show where uh, it was it was being told along the same timelines as uh, Iron Man movies and the Marvel, the first Avenger movie. Um, And it was was a pretty fun show. It's also where we were first introduced to the Darkhold that appears years later in WandaVision and Multiverse of Madness. But is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. canon to the current MCU timeline? No. Was it a cool show that only kind of loosely tied into the main story yes so do that I mean the the writers and producers need to realize that most of these stories live in universes so big just so large that they can in fact house multitudes of storylines that need never touch they don't ever have to overlap or have anything to do with each other Now take something like Firefly or Battlestar Galactica or Doctor Who. Now those shows have pretty well-traveled galaxies and universes that are set up as the backdrop for the whole story. Now in each of those shows, we have things that happen off screen. Let's, Let's say billions of light years away. But we never get to see those things. We only hear about them. It's only through exposition that we even know those things are going on, right? But those things just happen to be some major plot points, right? That things in the main story are built around, and that they, they kind of use as hooks to to pull further threads down the line, right? And it, it helps the main story unfold, now, the point being, we could have an entire other show telling those background stories. We, we could have another show uh, about all of those other things. And sometimes these franchises do capitalize on that. Um, they might set them back a couple hundred years. They might set it in the future. Um, I mean, Battlestar Galactica did it with Caprica that is set um, well before the events of BSG like long long time before But it was a good show so we could have other shows telling stories like that without ever seeing the main characters and the main stories that make up the 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 vital points of the show of the franchise, the story that we're telling. So it's entirely possible. And the showrunners may absolutely be aware of this. I I mean, they do have to tell the writers to put, put those background happenings in there in the first place. But I wonder if they're aware of just how impactful those background stories could be So instead of using a multiverse or a soft reboot, don't do either one of those at all. Just pivot to a completely different area in the universe of the story. Tell those instead. People want to see those. And then if people warm up to what you're doing, test out looping back into the main story to see how audiences respond see if they'll welcome what failed previously with a slightly more favorable eye. A good example of this is whenever Luke Skywalker shows up at the end of season two of The Mandalorian. Now, Audiences were furious over how Luke was absolutely neutered in the sequel trilogy. Even Mark Hamill himself was mad about it. I mean, he came out and said that this is not Luke Skywalker. This is not the character. He's Jake Skywalker. He's somebody else. But then we had two really good seasons of a brand new show with a brand new story, and people loved it. And then, bam, we get mid-twenties Luke Skywalker having his own hallway scene. Um, it's, It's a callback to the hallway scene that we have in Rogue One with Darth Vader that everybody freaked out about. So we know that some people maybe not most, maybe not even a majority. It's, well, it's definitely not a majority over at Lucasfilm. But some people at Lucasfilm are paying attention to what is working and what is not working. And I think... That's why we got shows like Andor and The Bad Batch. Because they were so far removed from the things that fans abhorred about current Disney Star Wars. But then they do things like make a Ray movie that no one is excited for. So there's definitely... a, a there's a ton of mixed views going on in the zeitgeist of the studio. So, do we actually need a multiverse? No. Is it kind of everywhere right now? Most definitely. Is it being used correctly? Um, eh, it's a mixed bag, but more often than not, I would say yes, where it is the most prominent. Is it still kind of a lazy, fallback plot device that's being overly used at the moment to substitute for good storytelling? Also, yes, we could have way better stories without having to slog through yet another story surrounding the use of a multiverse. And, you know, as always, I I want to be on the side of what's most appealing intellectually challenging and overall entertaining for the audience so yeah no multiverse is needed to do that but that is all I had time for today guys thank you so much for tuning in stick around for more sci-fi Unchained but for now live long and prosper my friends and may the force be with us all